choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Well, hey, welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. Uh, you've got with you today, uh, the Knucklehead Steven. I'm excited about uh, I'm excited about having a um, an author, uh, writer. I say author just because I, you know, the the guy at me. Whenever somebody writes, they own that. They they own that that medium that that you know literal art. So I'm excited to have Chris with us. So we've got Chris Perez, who is a writer and. Um, a uh, very creative transitioning veteran, and not actually that long ago. July is actually not that long ago. That's when you get out. Is that right? That, that's correct. Yeah, July twenty eighth uh, was my my ETS day, and yeah, it's been uh, hit the ground running ever since, Steve. <laughs> well, good good for you, man. Well, that's I mean, you can just get you can get a, a lot of experience. There's some people who leverage twenty four hours just to kind of entertain themselves, and then there's some people who can understand. Hey, listen, I only have. Uh, a week's worth of time to get something done or whatever type of restraints you want to put on there. So you squeeze production from each and every day or each and every hour. And so something tells me that that's, uh, that's kind of been your time since you got out of the military or is that incorrect? Is that an incorrect yeah. assumption on my part? No, that, that's pretty accurate. I like how you said suck. As soon as you said suck, I was like, yeah, just suck the most that you can out of each and every day. Like, whoa, dude, what a, what a way to think about things. Oh man, that's, that's good stuff. Well, um, it's, it's hard to do, right? Because we can always we can also uh, find ourselves being occupied in things that aren't necessarily as productive, right? I mean, that's kind of the entertainment route. However, we don't we can get fooled into thinking that we're being productive when we're actually being busy. But before we dive into that topic, which we we will, I'm sure, um, let's 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 give people a little bit of a backstory. So, Chris Perez, uh, he's a writer, writer, a former soldier. Uh, spent some time working in, in uh, spent some time working with some some special forces folks. Ever since you got out uh, during your time in, did you did you did you have experience with those guys, or, yeah. or what was your experience like whenever you were in? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I joined a little bit later at 23. Uh, you know, I, I I really don't have that patriotic story of hey, I wanted to you know go uh, you know fight the global war on terror. I was just a very confused and undisciplined young man. Uh, and my brother was in the service at the time, who he still is in as well. And I decided to join the Army. First three years I did as a tank mechanic, uh, something I knew I wanted to do a little bit more. So started looking into the special forces community, uh, actually fell on to civil affairs, which is uh, I would never uh, categorize, you know, the Green Berets and, and the civil affairs regiment as the same. However, it does fall under the use of sock umbrella. So I did do some work with those guys. Uh, did some cool work in Central America uh, with uh, some special forces soldiers and whatnot. Uh, got out in uh, July. Super grateful to join a team with Mike Sorelli, uh, Jim Sullivan, you know, Trey Holder, Mike Bima. Um, just incredible individuals that really almost like took me under their wing and I just absorbed. It was the experience. I mean, I kept telling uh, my wife every day, I'm getting a real world MBA here. I mean, this is incredible. I, I'm just so grateful for this. So yeah, here well, I those, am. Those guys, those guys are good at, uh, at uh, disconnecting theory and, and concepts and um, disconnecting it from, you know, academia and actually bringing it into practical yeah. application. They're, 
the kind of subject matter experts and being able to do that. I, I love the way that Mike talks about um, resources and access to kind of a resource-rich environment whenever you're in the service, right? Because you don't think about it in those terms. You think about, well, here's what I need in order to execute my mission. Here's what I need in order to have uh, troop welfare. And then here's what I need in order to make it better the next time we go through it. Yeah. Uh, whereas in the business world, you're like, here's what I need. Crap, is it available somewhere? All right, <laughs> you know, you're 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 operating almost always in yeah. a uh, in a resource de- uh, depleted environment. So, right. uh, I like the way that he drew drew those two parallels. So, yeah. uh, give people some backstory. So, uh, help us understand a little bit about you know what what caused you to write. Because I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that most of those folks that are listening that know special forces folks understand that yeah they're typically more cerebral than most but in some cases you're not dealing with somebody who uh could be commonly mistaken for somebody who's a a a writer some type of right you know so help us understand a little bit about how you started to uh develop that sure yeah no thank so you know it 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 really started it started as I've always liked to lead. I've always liked to influence. I've always liked to positively impact people's lives uh, for as long as I can remember. I didn't really become conscious of it until about 31, which is kind of strange. But when, when I think of writing, and, and again, I, I don't want to go down too big a rabbit hole because it's something that I could talk about for hours, is it allows me to say things that I would never be able to say in person in order to hopefully help someone uh, move forward and advance in their life. So, you know, as we sit here and talk, if I were to pull up some stuff that I write and read it, um, again, I would do it any day of the week. I'm 100% willing. However, I think it's, uh, it, it gives me that medium to really express, you know, who I am, that person that I, you know, was able to discover and, uh, want to help people kind of do the same through writing. Uh, you know, I can yeah. do video all day, uh, it's just I feel like writing is more authentic. It's really coming from the person's soul. And uh, well, I mean, there's there's three different ways that people learn. I mean, and that's one of the. I mean, I say three to be general, but um, you know, I'm sure that there's plenty of other experiences. There's plenty of other ways for people to experience right. something and learn, right? But the you know auditory, visual, mm-hmm. excuse me, auditory, visual, and and uh, experiential. So those are the three different ways that at least I understand how people comprehend and learn something new. Exactly. And so that, I mean, that, that written form at 31 years old, I, we call this knucklehead podcast. This is not guy Rod's how I built this. This is not, you know, this is not success one-on-one, right. But this yeah. is, this is also a, an, an opportunity where, listen, you got to share some of your mistakes because at 31 years old, let's be honest, you could have experienced some of the, those written breakthroughs at 21 and saved yourself 10 years mm-hmm. worth of uh, headaches. So why, why didn't you, why didn't what was it about at 21 years old when you started writing that you that clicked at 31 that didn't at 21? Well, good transition, Steve. Awesome, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. So being that this is the Knucklehead Podcast, I think I was a knucklehead from zero to 31. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I could, but again, all those experiences and failures and setbacks through those 31 years is what helps me with my writing today, right? That's like what creates that inspiration, enthusiasm, and, you know, just gregarious attitude to go out there and help others succeed while at the same time succeeding myself. So I think at 31, I mean, it it is a military podcast, you know, we're both veterans. So it, I, it did happen on a deployment. Uh, It was just, the deployment started off really 
bad, uh, for lack of better words, team leader getting kicked out of the country. Uh, I made a mistake, a huge mistake, an OPSEC mistake, um, un, you know, unbeknownst to me. So it was not malicious. You know, 15-6, by the way, ended up finding that I was not uh, at fault. But, you know, for those four months that I was, you know, in this country with three other guys in this house, I really had to figure things out, who I was, uh, actually stumbled across Stoic philosophy, which is a huge influence to my writing. Um, you know, life by, lifestyle by design infused with Stoic philosophy. Like that is my, if I had to define who I was as, an, as a writer, that's who I am. Uh, what does so, that mean? So to, to get knuckle draggers like myself, yeah, when I yeah. think of Stoic philosophy, I think of, you know, kind of the, the look like my four-year-old's about ready to go to the bathroom. So he has a stoic look on his face. My philosophy is he needs right. to go to the bathroom and go take care of it, if you know what I'm saying. So what is stoic philosophy? So so to me, there so there's two big ones that, that I uh, that I can just provide surface level. Uh, first is perception, perception, action, and will. So the way you perceive things and then the subsequent action and then your willingness to I guess, take on what that brings without hesitation. So perception, sure. action, will, that's what drives everything. And then the trichotomy of control is, is a big one for me that I am always bringing into my everyday life is what's under my control, what's kind of under my control to where I could potentially influence, uh, or what is like completely out of my control. And then I put... 80%, like using the Pareto principle, right? Like I'll put 80% of all my effort into the 33% that I can control. And then the rest, I just kind of naturally allow to happen. So that's Stoic philosophy. It, it, it is, you know, a lot of people would see it as uh, that person, you know, who's emotionless. Like, no, the, the Stoic is like the, the warrior poet, you know, the, yeah. the samurai, the, you know, legionnaire, uh, the Spartan, all these guys were were really emotional. They were really tied into their spirit, but at the same time, don't cross them. Don't no, cross. I understand. There's a what was it? I think one of our biggest biggest supporters in British Parliament uh, back whenever America was was still just this smorgasbord of farmers and and uh, and folks. It was just like all it takes for evil to prevail is enough good men to do nothing, mm. right? And, um, and that, uh, I, I think in that case, having, let's bring this relative or let's bring this back to full circle to 2019 where we're at today. Mm -hmm. All it takes for, uh, all it takes for you to have, uh, non fulfillment, uh, a lack of purpose is for you not to decide or for you to be reflective of your mistakes and decide what you want your life to look like. Um, so as a writer, how do you prevent your, I mean, I want to know, how do you, how do you uh, disconnect, uh, I guess, keeping your head uh, mm -hmm. in the clouds and actually being able to go out there and earn income and, and money uh, being yeah. a writer? Yeah. So, I mean, right now, this my passion is being fueled by literal enthusiasm and passion. Like for me, it, it really does come from just wanting to provide value to the world. So I've managed okay. to set myself up in a way that I could pursue this dream right now without needing to bring in income from it. But man, if you want to become a creator, if you want to, because leadership is creativity, bottom line, you know, leadership, or I'm sorry, creativity is based on something new, interesting, and valuable. 
potentially to somebody. And that is exactly what we're doing every day as leaders, not only leading ourselves, but leading our kids, you know, leading in our communities, leading our lives, like leading other people like that. It's everything. And so leadership and creativity are synonymous to me. So, man, if you want to become a creator, uh, be a little bit more creative, become your biggest fan. Like that is literally like my number one piece of advice is like have high hopes for living, like period. And, and that's what I managed to do for that, for those, you know, eight months that I was in on that deployment in 2016 is like, dude, I am under some, some pressure here, man. And uh, I need to figure some things out. And I went, uh, I became my biggest fan. That was the only way that I was able to get through it because I had to, uh, that's where I realized, well, the stoic stuff really works because I was able to convey my, like what was happening to my wife while at the same time maintaining that cool, calm and collected attitude mindset to where she was like, okay, things aren't perfect, but I trust this guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a, there's a tendency to want to, well, what I've observed, and I, I know I've gone through this, where if I made a mistake and screwed up, and it it potentially makes me look like a, an idiot to other folks, or straight up, I, I was an idiot. Uh, so what ends up happening is I come across that way to not to different folks. Is um, you know, it's just it is it's a difficult thing to disconnect yourself with um, the emotion. And so a lot of times, which you don't know, think clearly if you, if you're, if you, if you messed up. So let's be, let's be clear about what we're talking about here. You screwed up. Uh, I know I've screwed up. And when you screw up, two things take place. You want to defend yourself. Like you want to explain or, or right the wrong and, and, uh, or, you know, you want to, you want to make yourself look better than what you actually are. And then the second thing is, is, is you kind of go through this process of like, Oh crap. Could I could I have controlled that, or was it was it totally contingent upon outside circumstances? Absolutely. And it depends on your philosophy uh, on how you handle it going forward. But um, with enough mistakes and enough experience making those mistakes, you you come to find out that sometimes it's way out of your control. But everything is contingent. It comes back to what's your attitude about it. Your attitude sucks, and quite frankly, yeah. you're just going to end up in that crappy situation over and over again. And, figure, and, and and not understanding why you why you're you're find yourself back in that scenario over and over again. Yeah. I mean, the first step of understanding is confusion. You know what I mean? So you you've got to be confused mm-hmm. first in order to yeah. get there. But yeah, I think you're touching a lot too on responsibility, you know. And we were we were discussing Mike uh earlier and and you know uh echelon front and extreme ownership and and I think that's what um Jocko and Leif were really successful at what they're doing is because they're discussing responsibility that's what ownership is so rather than running from our problems rather than you know putting blame rather than saying hey if this would have happened then no hey show up take ownership of it learn and move on like simple as that you know like i i am sure that i put out you know some sort of writing that people are like what the heck is this but hey you just got to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep learning, keep evolving, keep advancing, keep growing. And then next thing you know, you know, one day we're going to be dead. But I know, like, I want to be taking my last breath like, whoo, man, that was a crazy ride, dude. You know what I mean? Like, just what a trip that was. Well, that's cool. So have you always, have you always been, uh, have you always been that way? Or no. was it, uh, was it a series of, of screw ups and mess ups and, and, um, uh, learning experiences before you join the, the military uh, that calls you that. 
Oh, dude, that one. in the military. Hold on. Even in the service, I was mess. I was making mistakes left and right. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. I and I I am not even uh, all joking aside. I mean, truth. You know, truth is one of my core values, and I I really mean that when I say that. Up until about thirty one, and I'm thirty some thirty four, right? Yeah, I'm thirty four now. So up until about two three years ago, uh, that you know, I'd really like to pinpoint that deployment, but. Yeah, I was super confused, extremely lost. Uh, I thought I had things under control, but I didn't. Um, so it's when I became aware of it, though, like, oh, man, like, you're not being a good person right now, dude. You're not being a good man. Like, your kids need you. Your wife needs you. Like, what are you doing? And all of a sudden, you, you start kind of opening up to, oh, man, like, I should probably change. And then it's like the floodgates open. So you had referenced something about alcohol a little bit beforehand, and let's wrap mm-hmm. let's wrap with this one, right? Yeah. And the reason why I said this one is, I think there's a lot of folks that can resonate with it because it's so prevalent in society that you you know you just go partake in this, and therefore your all your problems go away and everything's fantastic. When in fact, it's almost like it's a hook. Um, here's here's what the bait is, and then you deal with the consequences afterwards. And in some cases, those consequences can be catastrophic, and you have to pay for them for years. So. Tell us a little bit about uh, about uh, alcohol and what you had to uh, walk through there. Absolutely, uh, great. That's a great one to close it on, and, and uh, just to touch on, give the audience a little bit more. I was explaining to you how uh, Saturday night, you know, went out with some. I got some friends who are deploying, so we went out, had a good time. Uh, today would be the 557th day alcohol free. Uh, however, on Saturday night. We're out. We're having a good time, uh, but I was tormenting myself uh, with all the mistakes that I'd made while under the influence. I mean, terrible mistakes. Hurt myself. Hurt other people. You know, hurt the uh, literally hurting the world, man. I was just leaving a negative dent everywhere I went. Uh, so what I, you know, what the, the reason I'd like to close on this is, hey, if you've messed up, if you've failed, if you've fallen, um, don't run from it. Like literally head straight into it, like head straight into the the horrible feeling that you're going to feel by embracing those uh, uncomfortable situations, you know? So I I could have sat there and taken the easy route and said, you know what? Give me a drink. Let's go. And then next thing you know, I'm back to square one. But I said, hey, you know, find pleasure and not doing the thing that you know you shouldn't do. Yeah, you're remembering all those terrible things you've done on alcohol. You're seeing it firsthand. Like, you know, it's the first time I've been out in a while where people were really drunk. Hey, but hey, it's all good. Discipline, right? Uh, So, yeah, I think that's, uh, I really would, if there's something I can get across today, man, is um, we'll use my experience as an alcoholic as an example. Like, dude, you've messed up. It's freaking never too late. Like, it, it, like, boom, right there. You can make a change. That's it. Pass is gone. Like right now is all we're, is all that's happening. So uh, just be good people in the moment, and I think things work out, man. Oh, and man I have no judgment alcohol, by the way. I I, oh, I, have, I have zero judgment. I hang out with people all the time that drink. It's just I knew that I was a better person when I didn't do it. Well, yeah, I mean, you trust your judgment, um, and you trust your your ability to follow through on the discipline. You can you operate your life based off principles. Um, I'm not saying that people who drink don't. I, I do. I, I like to. I like alcohol. I, 
right. Uh, beers is, is fine. It, uh, my point is, the point that we're trying to make here, and what I'm hearing you make and what I've experienced myself is, mm-hmm. is your decision-making pattern, uh, the energy and frequency, or I guess some people measure it in intensity behind mm-hmm. that decision-making. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, it's not, if it's not rooted in something uh, very principled, or you, do, you don't have somebody there as a kind of a guiding uh, force, what ends up happening is you'll get off the rails really quickly. And right. when you start mixing uh, a lot of what we're talking about, uh, there's something, there can be something fundamentally broke inside of, of us. And I know I've been broke uh, where I can't pay my bills, broke where my wife and family want to leave, uh, broke like nobody wants to be around me and I don't blame them. Um, it's Good stuff getting away. to those, it's just, it's just getting to that, the depths of, 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 of darkness really mm-hmm. and realizing, oh, wow. Um, I'm, I'm choosing this. I'm choosing this. I'm actively choosing this. So therefore, I also own the ability to change it. So I can, to your point about embracing it, and that's the way to heal is, you know, I like the way you said it. The first step of understanding is confusion. There's no clear, there's no, there's no clear description of, of confusion than being in the darkness and being in the yeah. pits of it because you can't see anything. Yeah, uh, but then understanding that there is a little beam of light that you can start to follow, and you have the choice to continue to take those steps. And there's support networks. There's folks like Chris. There's folks like myself that you can reach out to. Chris, how do how do people get in touch with you? I mean, when it comes to writing, how can people curate your material? How do people connect with you? Give, give people an opportunity to do that. Absolutely. Hey, and again, thanks for your time. That was you. You close it up perfectly uh, with what you just said. So yeah, you can find uh, my writing lifestyle philosophy.com. Um, I'm putting stuff out uh, every day. If I don't put something out, it's just because uh, I got tied up with something else. But uh, A, because it's uh, it helps me practice. It helps me get better as a writer. At the same time, hopefully someone uh, reads those words and benefits from it. Um, you can do Instagram. It's Chris Perez. Uh, also Facebook, I believe it's, it's Christopher Perez. But yeah, lifestylephilosophy.com. That's really where my heart and soul is at right now. Um, and you could connect through me. Uh, I got some social social media links on there and stuff. But really, I, man, it, call me. I, my LinkedIn has a phone number as an email. Like if anyone's ever like in that point where they're like, man, I remember I heard Steve and Chris talking about, you know, being in the dumps and getting themselves out that one day. Call me. I'll answer. I'll answer for sure. 100%. Well, I mean, I, I didn't understand the uh, the medium that this would Excuse me. I didn't understand the um, the opportunity that this medium would would afford folks. Meaning, I was sitting there doing a podcast uh, in the in the process of wrapping up. Somebody said, "Hey, listen, if you're listening to this and you're going through a tough time, reach out to us." Mm-hmm. And I was sitting across as the host. The guest is saying this, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is a." I mean, duh, right? I mean, of course, <laughs> this is a great way to. I mean, because I we've all we've been there. I mean, mm-hmm. going through and contemplating suicide. Um, is a very, is a very real, um, it's, it's a, it's, it's odd when you go back and you look at it from a different perspective, it sounds asinine to folks that don't have those thoughts that go through their head, but realize, realize if you create death and destruction in everything that you're doing and all you do is you leave stuff behind you that's wreckage, sometimes you just don't want to be around it anymore. And the, the quickest way to do it is to quit. That's why we, we say get some wins because you have to start that 
step-by-step uh, process of rebuilding and rehabilitation by going out and getting some wins. And don't be a beta about the process, meaning don't follow somebody else's lead. This is your opportunity to lead you. You go out there and you be the alpha of your life. Uh, and what happens is each, each time you take those steps, that's what Michael White Podcast really is about. Each time you take those steps, you find yourself uh, in new territory day in and day out with a new opportunity to go out and make it happen. So, Hell yeah. Leave um, good crumbs, dude. Let's leave good crumbs, right? <laughs> Let's like leave, yeah, for sure, man. Leave good Congrats. crumbs in our wake. Chris, I appreciate you, man. Uh, for those of you who like listening to the Michael Ed Podcast, listen, Chris just told you how you can get in touch with him, lifestylephilosophy.com. A bunch of different social media plugs. We'll put them in the show notes. Cool. Uh, but I'm excited for you. I mean, those of you who like listening to Knucklehead, hey, listen, we got a new episode coming every single week. Um, you can get in touch with us on LinkedIn. You can get in touch with us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, or even there, or, on, uh, or, or email, Stephen at Knucklehead Podcast. Uh, what we found, though, is there's a lot of people who actually want to create their own podcasts. And there's also some folks who want to set up their business to get get their messaging out there. But we found that there's a lot of pe- people who have been reaching out to us. And that's what we do. We offer those services also. So um, get in touch with us. You know, get in touch with Chris. If you need some help with copy or writing, he's, he's your guy. So anyway, Chris, that's it, man. Anything else? Any, any parting words that you want to leave with these guys? Man, it was an honor. Thank you all very much. And if there's three things that you can take away from talking to me today and Steve is, hey, become all you can, help others do the same, make the world a better place. Let's get out there and just make it happen. One life, that is all we got. May as well enjoy it. <laughs> there you go, man. Appreciate you guys. See you, Thanks dude. This week, your week. We'll see you.